Friends, every uh, Monday morning, uh, Kim asks me what to title the homily uh, from the previous weekend that she's about to post uh, in podcast form on our website. I usually have no idea. I have to make something up because by that time I even forgot what I talked about. Um, but I didn't, normally don't start with the title. I start with uh, the narrative and give it a title. But this past week, I don't know, for some reason I started with the title for this homily, which was uh, Unfulfilled Expectations. For some reason that was like the theme of my prayer and thought about this Sunday and the readings, Unfulfilled Expectations. And my thought was that no matter how good life seems to be, no matter how many blessings that we have been bestowed upon us, I didn't think we just got done with Thanksgiving where we sort of give thanks for those blessings, right? No matter how much I've built something up in my mind, right? no matter how much I think that some event or experience or person is going to complete me, I always leave with unfulfilled expectations. If you're an Ohio State fan, you know what this looks like today. <laughs> It was really good for me yesterday. The game ended and I had to have 4.30 mass. So like I can't be grumpy and angry at mass, you know what I mean? So it was a good built-in sort of thing. And I know there's Michigan fans here, congratulations, I'm very happy for you. Um, but I was thinking about, right, we look forward to this 365 days as Buckeye fans to revenge last year. Right now we have to talk about next year. And I'm used to this because I'm a Browns fan. You know? <laughs> Everything's unfulfilled expectation. But then I was thinking, you know, even if we had, if Ohio State had won, I'd be looking to the Big Ten Championship game this week. Uh, I'd, then if we won that, I'd be looking forward to the playoff. And we won the national championship, I'd be looking forward to next year. I'd be looking up at our recruiting classes and seeing how we're going to stack up next year. And even with the loss yesterday, I'm thinking what, what things could possibly happen for Ohio State to get into the football playoff and play Michigan again. That'd be great, I think. Um, in other words, there, it never ends. There's always, no matter how much for the Michigan fans today, you're thinking about, I don't know who you play, Purdue, Indiana? Yeah. Purdue. You think about Purdue, and then you're thinking about the college football playoff, right? It, it never ends. I was thinking about this too with Thanksgiving, uh, the Thanksgiving meal. You know, like, I love Thanksgiving, and my mom and my sister and brother-in-law put out an amazing spread, as they always do. But it was over in like an hour. And then like four hours later, I wanted dinner. Like no matter how much I built that meal up in my mind, like five hours later, I'm hungry again. But there's something about the nature of the human experience that always hungers and thirsts for more, and that no Seemingly, no person, experience, or event can fulfill all of the expectations that we have about life on this earth. That is the purpose and the spirit of this season that we embark upon today in Advent. It's literally a waiting season. It's a season in which we rest and relish in the fact that there are unfulfilled expectations in our lives and in the world as a whole. 
right? We keep vigil, right? The, the notion of um, uh, keeping vigil was a very ancient thing, right? Uh, in religious rites and even in some secular rites, right? It was common to keep vigil the night before, to, to pray and to hope for something unfulfilled, some reality that had yet to be realized the next day. We still do this. I remember when I was in my first assignment, and we did a lot of prison ministry at Mansfield St. Pete's, because uh, there's two large uh, men's prisons there behind uh, the old reformatory that Shawshank Redemption was, was filmed at. And the one prison, Max Security Prison, used to be where death row inmates were kept in the state of Ohio. They're not anymore. Um, but I remember that we had a group of parishioners that every eve of an execution in the state of Ohio, they would go and make a candlelight vigil, right, the night before at, at Mansi, at the prison, to pray for, right, a stay from the governor to pray for the abolition of the death penalty, right? They're, they're praying and keeping vigil for something they hope for and wish for but has not yet been realized. And so this whole season, we keep vigil. We wait. Right? In a certain sense, we don't keep vigil for Jesus' first coming because it already happened. Though, of course, we always want um, that experience of Christmas uh, to be renewed within us and to enter into the spirit of that. But even more in Advent, we keep vigil for the other two comings, right? His coming into our lives uh, all the time through grace and all the various ways that he wants to encounter us and his coming at the end of history, right? Which many of our readings during the Advent season will focus on. We keep vigil. We wait. We realize that there's unfulfilled uh, expectations. The readings today, I think, give us um, two characteristics of what that looks like, what that waiting vigil period looks like. The first is patience. The Latin, uh, patience comes from the Latin word which simply means to suffer. Patience means suffering. I, have to, I often have to remind people of this in the confessional or in they feel like they're supposed to like that which they're supposed to be patient about. No, the whole point of patience is you don't like that which you have to be patient about. It's a form of suffering. So this person drives you nuts. To be patient with them means to suffer. That's what the virtue means. If you liked them and loved spending time with them, you would not have to be patient with them. Right? It would be easy. Patience denotes a form of suffering. And what Advent invites us to is not a particular suffering, but patience about the whole human experience. That there is something provisional about this world. There's something provisional about our life on earth. That nothing, nothing, no person, no event, no experience, as much as we build it up in our head, will squelch the hunger and thirst we have for more. That we were built for eternal life. We were built for the infinite. And nothing finite, no matter how good it is, will squelch that hunger and thirst for more. So it's a patience with the human experience. It's like, oh yeah, when this expectation is unfulfilled, yep, that's life on earth. I'm going to be patient with that. When this person doesn't fulfill all the expectations I had with them, oh, it's 
patience, part of the human experience. Unfulfilled expectations, part of the human experience. Right? Because we can either spend our life being totally discouraged, demoralized, and constantly angry and disappointed because people don't fulfill our expectations, or we can say, you know what? Life on this earth will always have a provisional character to it. There will always be something unfulfilled in this life. I like that way of living. To me, it's liberating. It's freeing. It's like, yeah, people, people, events, things. I left Thanksgiving. I'm like, yep, that was good, but I just need a pizza now. You know? Like, that's okay. It's, uh, that, 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 that meal was not meant to satisfy the deepest hungers of my being. This event, I build this event up. The Ohio State Michigan game. Right? I used to get like, if they lost, I would have had to, you know, I'd have to cancel masses tomorrow. You know, I had to get a sub in for two weeks. You know, if Ohio State loses, I would I would be having a pity party for weeks on end. I remember in college, if Ohio State lost, I, my girlfriend could not talk to me. It was a rule. And in tennis, if I lost a tennis match, she couldn't talk to me for 24 hours. That's how much I, I built up that as a kind of idol, right? Now it's like, Ohio State loses, unfulfilled expectation. Part of life. Part of life in a fallen world. It's, every, it's everything. Unfulfilled expectations. It's okay, right, to be patient with the provisional nature of life on earth. The second quality is alertness, watchfulness, or vigilance, to use the, the same as vigil. And, of course, Jesus counsels this in our gospel in St. Paul in the second reading, and it's about, obviously, being ready and prepared for the Lord's uh, encounter with us daily, but also at the end of our life or time. But I want to focus on uh, the vigilance aspects that, that is tied to patience. And this patience about the human experience, which is, if we're not vigilant, we will try to fill that void that I just talked about. Right? When we experience a ton of unfulfilled expectations, we will say to ourselves, if we're not vigilant, there is, there's got to be something that fills that. And so I'm going to fill it. I'm going to find something to fill it. So I'm going to keep going. Right? If it's not this person, it's got to be another person. If it's not this experience... It's got to be another If it's not this meal, it's going to be next Thanksgiving that's going to end the cycle. If it's not this Ohio State Michigan game, it's going to be next year's. I know next year's. I know the Browns are going to win next year. Right? We have a tendency to want to fill that. And when we don't, when we can't, we just go to the next thing. And so the, vid the vigilance and alertness and watchfulness, I want to challenge us on is to say, no, 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 that is a part of the provisional character of life on earth, and therefore there is nothing other than complete union with God, which will eventually come to its fruition and culmination in the life to come, that will fill that. The ascent up the Lord's mountain that we heard about prophesied in the first reading, that is always a provisional ascent until we reach the top of the mountain with complete, consuming love of God in heaven. And so let's be vigilant this Advent that we don't uh, try to fill that with these false uh, counterfeits or substitutes, right? Thinking, oh, this next thing, this next person, this next event, that, 
will completely fulfill my expectations. No, 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 I, don't, I think we're going to find that it doesn't. There's nothing that can fulfill the expectations other than ultimate union uh, with God. So friends, the image that kept coming to me this week was that we have this ache, this ache for eternity. And there is nothing that will fulfill that expectation here. As good as life is, and as many things that can be a share and a participation in eternity, right? I'm not, I'm not saying life's bad, bad, but it's got a provisional nature to it, that this ache for eternity, this ache for ultimate union with God, there's nothing that will fulfill that on this earth. And so we need to be patient in this season with that, right? We need to be alert to all of the claims that other things and other people and other experiences can fill that. And so, friends, I want to invite us to not rush to Christmas, to live in this ache. Right? I, I know you're going to do your Christmas shopping. Okay? I, I'm, that's fine. Right? I'm kind of a weirdo. I've shared this before, but I, listen, I don't listen to any Christmas music till December 24th in the evening. Unless, I mean, if it's on the store in the store, I don't like make them turn it off. You know what I mean? I've thought about it, but I don't, right? But I have a really great Advent playlist that, that gets me through these times. Just because I like, I'm, in a world of instant gratification, I'm terrible at this kind of waiting, of living in the ache, of resting and relishing in the fact that, yes, to be honest, everything's going to be a little unfulfilled. Like, I don't like sitting there. I'd rather rush to the instant gratification of Christmas. Right? But we're over Christmas real quick. Right? That just shows the point. Right? So I want to invite us to not rush to Christmas this year. To see Advent as a really unique spiritual experience in which we can live in the ache. Live in the feeling that not everything on this earth fulfills us ultimately. Right? That as we journey through this world, as, as the New Testament often says, we're like immigrants far from our homeland. And we feel like that some, We feel like that often. We're sojourning in a land that we were not built for. And therefore it has a provisional and transient often nature to it. So let's relish in this great season uh, that the church puts puts before us to live in that ache, right? To live in the fact that some expectations, maybe all in this life, will be somewhat unfulfilled until they're ultimately fulfilled beyond what we can possibly imagine.